Hey there, friends. How's it going? My name is Kyle Devlin, and I am the host of this podcast. This is the Having a Blast podcast. Having a Blast is a pop punk and emo podcast where we'll be doing a deep dive on important albums and bands. We'll also be speaking with band members, producers, and friends. If you happen to like what you hear, if you could do me a huge favor, perhaps give us a five-star review. That just really helps get the algorithms working in our favor, and then more people can hear the podcast. Or Another thing that really helps us out is if you share it with a friend. If you've got a friend that enjoys this type of music, pop punk and indie, I'd greatly appreciate it. All right, without further ado, let's get into it. Hey there, friends. What is up? Hope you're doing well out there. Welcome to the show. This is Having a Blast. I'm your host, Kyle Devlin. Normally on the show, I'm either discussing a particular album or band or interviewing guests, but today is going to be a little bit different. I've been having a lot of conversations with some of my good friends about the recent announcement from Mark Hoppus of Blink-182 fame. He is battling cancer and undergoing treatments right now. He first alluded to having the disease in a quickly deleted Instagram post from just shy of two weeks ago on Wednesday. It featured a photo from what appeared to be a hospital room where he looked to be undergoing treatment. The text on the picture said, yes, hello, one cancer treatment, please. And obviously that alarmed a lot of people. News publications started posting about it. Several hours later, he confirmed the diagnosis diagnosis. And this is his quote. For the past three months, I've been undergoing chemotherapy for cancer. The bassist singer wrote in a statement, I have cancer. It sucks and I'm scared. And at the same time, I'm blessed with incredible doctors and family and friends to get me through this. End quote. The 49-year-old did not announce what type of cancer he is battling. And this worries me a little bit, the fact that he is not mentioning what type of cancer he has. I've seen Mark smoke in several interviews that I've watched over the years. I don't think I've ever actually seen him smoke in person, but I'm wondering if he had been smoking up to the recent announcement or if he had quit at some point. So maybe somebody has that information. But he did share his optimism that he would beat cancer, that he would beat it. And this is another quote from him. I still have months of treatment ahead of me, but I'm trying to remain hopeful and positive. And Hoppus added, can't wait to be cancer-free and see you all at a concert in the near future. Love to you all, end quote. And Travis Barker, also of Blink-182 fame, said of his bandmate's cancer battle in a statement, quote, Mark is my brother and I love and support him. I will be with him every step of the way on stage and off, and I can't wait for us to play together again soon, end quote. Even Tom DeLong, he echoed the sentiment with a post and statement of his own. And this reads, I too have been aware of Mark Hoppus's cancer diagnosis for a while now. And to add to his own words that he used today, I would also like to say that he is strong and a superhuman who is pushing through this difficult obstacle with a wide open heart. Hashtag we have his back. That's what Tom posted. The bassist and co-singer of Blink-182 recently hosted a game of Blinko and the profits benefited the Children's Hospital Los Angeles. This is last week. The musician allowed room for for questions at the start of the game with several fans asking how he was feeling. He said, how am I feeling today? I feel much better than yesterday. Yesterday was hellish for me. And I'm assuming this was after chemo. And he said, I woke up feeling better. He 
said his nausea had improved from days prior. He also said, I went up for a walk and had a decent breakfast today and I haven't felt like I was going to throw up today, so we'll take it as a win. When one fan shared with Hoppus that his heart sank when he learned the news of his cancer diagnosis and hoped he would see the artist perform live in the future, Hoppus responded, I appreciate all the well wishes I can get. He also dished on his hopes to travel overseas once he's feeling better. He said, the things that I have to fill out customs forms for only are going to be for the U.S. right now until I can feel well enough and deal with the post office again, he said. So he's still got a sense of humor, which I appreciate. Hoppus received many well wishes from fans outside of the U.S. who joined the game, and he shared that he can't wait to travel again to countries like Finland and the U.K. He also gave fans a look into what he's been doing around his house while battling cancer. He said, I've actually watched movies, walked around, and cleaned the house, and hung out with my dogs. Mark also shared a picture on July 4th, a couple of days ago, where you can see that the effects of chemo have unfortunately rid him of his hair, but he actually rocks the bald head quite well. It's in these moments, it's in moments like this that we're reminded that our heroes are actually just people. Human beings are not indestructible creatures. Even with all the resources available to people like celebrities and people with lots of wealth, even celebrities can be touched by tragedy and disease. And we're reminded that we're all mortal beings and these moments remind us of our own mortality. I keep thinking, even when you have everything available to you like Mark Hoppus does, it can all be taken away in an instant. Our vision and focus tends to narrow acutely at the prospect of dying and being gone in the blink of an eye. And make no mistake, I don't want to be cryptic. That isn't the point of what I'm saying here. The point is to reflect and hopefully not take the time we have for granted. So I wanted to celebrate instead. I wanted to use this episode as a way to tribute Mark, being such an influential icon for this particular style of music. It seems appropriate. I've also heard that he's a good guy, just through the people that I've met through the years that have come into contact with him. I've never met him myself. I've met the the other two members of Blink. I went ahead and made my favorite Mark songs playlist, but I wanted to highlight songs from his body of work that I don't think get the same attention that Damn It and What's My Age Again get those types of songs and Adam's song. Those are the really popular ones. Obviously the big hits. Those are the ones that I think are iconically associated with Mark Hoppus in pop culture and then certainly fans of this style of music, pop punk and emo and Blink-182 in general. I wanted to highlight six of my favorite Mark Hoppus-centric singing songs and I'd love to hear some of your favorite tracks as well. So please message me if you feel so inclined. Maybe there's some songs that I'm missing that I need to revisit and appreciate and dissect a little bit. So without further ado, let's get into the list. The first song that I want to highlight is Man Overboard. And Man Overboard is still a single by Blink-182, but I don't think it gets the appreciation that it deserves. Man Overboard arguably might be my favorite Blink-182 track. It has absolutely everything I want to hear from a Blink-182 song. Stellar, dizzyingly amazing, captivating production by the late, great Jerry Finn. It sounds like a B-side from Enema, but I feel like they recorded it in a separate session. It's on the Mark, Tom, and Travis show, the live Blink-182 album that came out in the year 2000, a year after Enema. It's the second to last track. They made a video for it, and it's, you know, a Blink-182 video. It's kind of silly. It's kind of funny. They poke fun at some of their other videos in it, but I love everything about this track. It's got both vocalists, some of the best Mark Hoppus melodies and lyrics, for that matter. I know it's kind of a heavy subject matter. Man Overboard is in reference to Scott Rayner, their previous drummer, and they allude to maybe some alcohol 
problems. Perhaps maybe there was some alcohol use dependency from Scott Rayner. They were all really, really young, so I would imagine they were all drinking together. Maybe they all had vices that they had to battle. And this one reflects on a friend who is struggling with alcoholism in some form or another. But I think this has everything you want in a Blink song. Great melodies, great guitar lines, that great hooky bass line intro at the beginning, which reminds me of the bass intro in J.A.R. by Green Day. And I know Mark's a big fan of that song. He was actually trying to mimic that bass line in What's My Age Again, which is kind of a cool fun fact that he mentions on the Chris to Make show. But yeah, Man Overboard, amazing drums. That guitar intro has been ripped off several times since then because it's so undeniably catchy. And it's got a big outro too. So it doesn't necessarily follow the traditional form song structure where you've got a chorus at the end of the song. It's more of like a bridge outro at the end of the song. But I love the song and this may be my favorite Blink-182 song. It was written by Mark, so I'm giving Mark credit on this one. Also, I just got to highlight the drums, the pulsating drums. So fast, so energetic, completely Blink-182, completely Travis Barker. second song that I want to highlight is the song Apple Shampoo from Blink-182's album Dude Ranch. One of my favorite Mark songs. I love this song. I love singing to it in my car. The song is in reference to a failing relationship. That's what the lyrics are primarily about. The song was inspired by Elise Rogers of the ska punk band Dancehall Crashers, another great band, whom Blink toured with in 1996. The song's title was inspired by her favorite type of shampoo, Apple Shampoo. I didn't realize any of this information, but I thought it was interesting. Apple Shampoo was actually released as a single in Australia as they played the Australian leg of the Warp Tour in 1997. The song was an Australian-only single release celebrating the tour and their fan base in Australia, which had grown considerably since 1995. And the single actually peaked at number 90 on the Australian singles chart in April of 1997. And like I mentioned before, the song is about Elise Rogers from the band Dancehall Crashers. I'm not sure how long they were were an item. I'm not sure if they were officially an item or if they were ever officially a couple, but Mark has confirmed in an interview that it was in fact her that the song was written about. And he said she always smelled like apple shampoo. It is an exciting reciting the stories of kind words turn hurting when routine gets boring. Both getting tired of punk rock clubs and both playing in punk rock bands. Start was something good. Okay, the third song that I would like to highlight, one of Mark Coppice's best songs in my opinion that isn't a single, is the song from the album Enema of the State, and this song is called Windy Clear. And the title of Windy Clear, based on all my thorough research on the topic, comes from Hoppus's boat. Apparently he had a boat, and he named it Windy. And Windy Clear is in reference to how boaters end transmissions by letting other boaters know the channel is open for use or clear. I didn't realize Mark Hoppus was into boats, but... Yeah, yeah, maybe he is. I don't know. Mark wrote the song while on tour with MXPX and Homegrown, and that was actually the first time I ever saw Blink-182, so he wrote it around this time period. And he wrote it about having a crush on someone that you're not supposed to like. And this is a quote by him, and Tom DeLong in an interview mentioned that he had a crush specifically on somebody that was high up in the music industry. I don't know if that means somebody that worked for MCA, their label at the time, or for another label, or somebody that was a musician. I don't believe he he 
on record has ever said who the song is about, but apparently he had a crush on somebody. And he's mentioned in other interviews that during this time leading up to Take Off Your Pants and Jacket, he would often get off tour and find himself feeling lonely. So I feel like around this time, he was in his mid to late 20s, so he was looking for companionship. He was looking for somebody to share his life with. And ultimately, he met Sky, who was somebody that worked for MTV. So lo and behold, he actually found his person that worked for the music industry and it seemed to work out because they're still married. But I love Windy Clear for a few reasons. Number one, it always reminds me of Summertime when this album came out in 1999 and subsequently in 2000 when I was still listening to this record. This song in particular, I love the chugs in the bridge. I think that was the first time I really heard somebody doing something like that after No Effects. The moving on part, the do do moving on. I just love that part. And it's really catchy. I love the harmonies. If you listen to the demo, it's actually a half step down and they moved it up a half step up. I'm not exactly sure why they decided to do that, but it's probably a better key for the song. It's a really simple song. I've read somewhere that Mark was trying to write a simple pop punk song in the vein of MXPX and they were on tour with them at the time. And if you were to put Mike Carrera's voice on this song, it would make perfect sense. This sounds like it could have been written by MXPX with a very simple catchy guitar lead line at the beginning and it doesn't meander a whole lot. It's pretty simple. It's pretty basic. But the thing that makes it stand out as special, I think, on Enema is the fact that you've got the keys, the keyboard, the organ sounds that really lifted this into the pop realm right out of the gate. As soon as that first snare hit hits, you get blasted with the main key line with the organ sound and it just sounds amazing. And the other thing that separates this from your traditional MXPX song is all of the harmonies. There's so many harmonies layered on this particular song. It's really, really catchy. He's got almost a very static line in the verses where he's singing, but the thing that makes it lift is all of those higher harmonies, and that adds to the melody, and I think that's generally what people are singing when they sing along to this song. So that's the third song, Windy Clear from Enema of the State. But I play with fire to break the ice And I play with a nuclear device this is something I'll regret We're doing what well, I can't get I wish it didn't have to be so bad Okay, so the next track I want to highlight is Eminem's from the Cheshire Cat album. And I have to include this because this is the first song that I really connected to with Mark Hoppus. This is the first song that I really listened to on repeat with his voice being the lead. It just reminds me of being a kid. It reminds me of the time in which I was discovering music and discovering punk music and falling in love with punk music and pop punk music more specifically. Love the song. It's a song about heartache, song about love. Sure, it's a little juvenile. I mean, they were just kids when they wrote this stuff, right? So we got to give them the benefit of the doubt. And we were all kind of going through that stuff in those adolescent years anyways, am I right? So yeah, lyrics are a little corny, a little cheesy, and it's to be expected on a pop punk band's first record. (laughs) But I just really enjoy it. It's fast. It's fun. I like the guitars at the beginning, the guitar lead line, and it sets the tone for Mark's contributions to Cheshire Cat. After Cheshire was completely producer O contacted his friend Mike Halleron of 91X Radio, who was a fan of the band, and this song was actually the first song to ever get any radio play, and it helped solidify their local presence in San Diego. So that's the fourth song I want to highlight. You and I should get away for a while I just want to be alone with your smile Buy some candy and cigarettes and we'll get Alright, so 
the next song I want to highlight is from Mark Hoppus and Travis Barker's side project that they started after the demise of Blink-182 in 2004. And that's from the Plus 44 record. And this song is called Little Death. Little Death just happens to be my favorite song from the Plus 44 record, but I really do love this whole record in its entirety. I don't think it has a bad song on it. I think you could probably get rid of the interlude and that would be fine. But one thing I often talk to my friends about is how much of a missed opportunity I think we ultimately unfortunately had with Plus 44 and Boxcar Racer. I know they didn't come out at the same time, but those side projects being side projects, I often think of what an opus it would have been had we gotten a Melancholy and the Infinite Sadness from Blink-182, maybe even a double record where you take all of the best elements of Boxcar Racer and all of the best elements of Plus 44 and combine them together to make another classic and legendary Blink-182 opus, because that's what I think it would have been and I think it would have been revered as that it would have gone down in history as such as well and Little Death is a fantastic song it kind of gives me Juliana Theory vibes from the album Emotion is Dead again I love the whole record I think it sounds great still sonically Jerry Finn did an incredible job and this song in particular I feel like this is a song where Mark probably would have had Tom do the vocal duties in the chorus but because he was doing this whole thing on his own and he was doing all the vocals we get to hear him on the higher chorus with the higher harmonies and everything and his voice sounds great it always sounds awesome i like his voice a little bit higher i like it when he pushes his vocals a little bit so next song is little death by plus 44 Alright, and last but not least is my sixth favorite Mark Hoppus-centric Mark Hoppus singing the most in a song that he wrote, and it's going to be A New Hope, also from Dude Ranch. And there's not a huge explanation to the reason why I love the song. I think this one just tends to get overlooked as one of many amazing songs on Dude Ranch, but obviously people have their favorites that may not include this song. I was really happy to see that Scott Sellers from Rufio fame, he really loves this song. He even covered it on his Influences record, and it's amazing. It definitely has some of that Rufio flair. I love this song. I've loved it since I first heard it. I've always been a big Star Wars fan, but especially during COVID, there was one thing that was keeping me distracted on days when staying at home during the lockdowns or doing personal training sessions via Zoom in the garage was taking its toll on my psyche a little bit. And that was having Star Wars on in the background. And I was also getting really into listening to the Thank the Maker podcast all about Star Wars and discussing Star Wars. So I definitely got my nerve on and <laughs> was listening to a lot of things Star Wars and just having those classic movies the original trilogy on in the background and it really helped me get through it all and hit all those nostalgia buttons made me feel good and comforted during some stressful times and I've since gone to revisit this song A New Hope by Blink-182 and I just am that much more connected to it I just love the fact that Mark wrote a song about drifting off to Star Wars and dreaming about Princess Leia and then all of the extra Star Wars and pop culture references in the song it just adds so much to it and really speaks to how smart they are in incorporating pop culture into their lyrics and not taking themselves too seriously having more fun than anything else and yeah so that's my last Last song that I want to highlight tonight, A New Hope by Blink-182. I got her in my head, 
you have enjoyed this list of Mark Hoppus songs. I have a blast listening to these songs. I owe a lot to Blink-182, obviously one of my favorite bands. It all comes full circle. I'm doing this podcast in large part to Blink's influence, and they were the first big band that I got to see live with MXPX and Homegrown. It was one of my first big shows that I went to in Lawrence, Kansas, and I'll never forget it. And I have fond memories listening to Blink-182, many different parts of my life. I owe a lot to Mark specifically, and And I hope he gets better. And I want to send him well wishes and positive vibes, positive thoughts. I hope you guys are doing the same. We would not be existing in the same world without Amar Kappas. So I just want to thank him for his contribution to pop culture and music in general. And I hope he gets better. And I hope I get to interview him someday or at least meet him. All right. I hope you are having a wonderful night. Have a great rest of your week. And I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Hey, thanks so much for listening. I really do appreciate it. I hope you had a good time. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you want to help the podcast out, if you want to do a massive solid for us here at Having a Blast, if you could just leave us a review, a five-star review would be amazing wherever you listen to podcasts. Or if you just want to recommend this podcast to a friend who might enjoy it. All right. Hope you have a wonderful day. Hope you're having a blast listening to your favorite records. I'll talk to you later. (laughs) 